0: For the ANA Champions of Growth Podcast, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Ad agency account reviews are part and parcel of the marketing business, sort of like the weekly injury report in the NFL. There are countless reasons why brands decide to switch horses, ranging from the growing demand among companies for diversity to the ever-changing world of online marketing. And sometimes, the relationship just isn't a good fit. Whatever the reason, the account churn seems to be accelerating, with the pandemic likely culprit. Nearly one-third of U.S. brands were looking to change their ad agency in the next six months according to a 2021 survey released from marketing matchmaker firm Setup, the last year for which such stats are available. A separate survey by the ANA released earlier this year is more grist for the mill, with 60% of respondents saying that as much as 30% of their marketing budget is lost to inefficiencies in agency management. That's compounding the stress levels in the agency-client relationship and making it more difficult to develop a fruitful partnership. Here to talk about how to improve agency-client relations and discuss some of the major sticking points between the two sides is Caroline Reed, founder and CEO of Creed Consultant, whose clients include several Fortune 500 CPG companies. Prior to starting her own advertising consultancy, Reed worked for 27 years at Coca-Cola, most recently as Group Director Marketing Productivity. Welcome, Caroline. I'd like to start off with the big picture. Uh, agency-client relations are not exactly kumbaya, even in the good times, and these are not exactly such good times. With client-side marketers and agencies under growing pressure to provide solid returns in an economy wrecked by the fallout from COVID and gripped by a 40-year high in inflation. So, against that backdrop, how do you view the current state of agency-client relations?
1: Companies are trying to teach themselves again, how to work together in a cohesive way. I think that COVID has made people forget about how to even sit in a room and talk to each other. We've been in this virtual mode for so long. It's been a challenge to get back into some kind of normalcy where you're actually in the room with the person. And you're feeling the vibes with the people in the room. And so I just feel like there's a struggle to find that new normal, that hybrid between working outside the office and working inside the office.
0: But that is not to be underestimated. But when you talk about reacclimating to the physical environment, Caroline, that's really not to be underestimated. Sort of like uh, learning how to ride a bike again.
1: That's what I've been hearing. I get comments. I don't, I just don't know how to, how to behave in the office anymore. My clients are coming back into the office and meeting together. And it's awkward because that whole talking through the box is a very different experience. Just getting back into the office even is kind of a struggle. Figuring out how to communicate in person is been difficult for some companies to, to deal with. Whereas other companies have embraced the whole remote thing and they're they're continuing that vein. There are some things that you really are better to do in person than it is to do remotely. What
0: are the major priorities for clients right now otherwise? And what do you see as your primary role in helping your clients achieve success? How has the role changed in the last two and a half years, two and a half and very turbulent years?
1: What's changed in the past two and a half years is spending and how advertisers are looking at their budgets and where they wanna put their dollars. I think that's the most significant thing that I've seen has changed. Two years ago, advertisers will spend a lot of money on marketing initiatives, whereas now they're not doing that. They're trying to be more targeted, means being hopefully in their minds more efficient with their dollars. And so that's kind of the, the challenge I think everybody is having is how do we spend in the right way at the right times to get return on our investment, given this whole idea of going through this epidemic, this COVID epidemic, and how the COVID epidemic changes consumers behavior. And so how do we stay on top of that? That's a very difficult thing to have to be course correcting all of the time. It seems like we're always on course correcting, depending on what is happening in the economy depending on what's happening politically depending on what's happening from a from a public health standpoint all those things directly affect how the advertiser communicates to their consumer
0: perhaps trust i think is really The hub for all of that kind of guidance and advice, which is, again, which is much more strategic than some of the sort of tactics you referred to just a moment ago. I don't have to explain how trust is at a very low ebb these days. Just check out the latest Edelman Trust Barometer reports. So can you give us a sense, Caroline, of how you build trust with your clients these days? What are some of the ways to nurture trust and lessen the inherent suspicion between the two sides?
1: Traditionally, there's always trust issues between marketers and their ad agencies because they both have different agendas and and I think it's it's not deliberate for them to be mistrustful but it's just kind of an organic thing that happens when you have an advertiser who is trying to sell their product, and you have an ad agency that's trying to also be on the map and win awards and be recognized as an agency. Neither of those things are bad things. It's just how do you find a happy medium from that perspective? Because there are marketers that want to focus on brand essence and brand identity and, and amplifying their brand. And there are agencies who want to, to also do that with their brand, if you will. And if those are the two goals for either side, then it makes for a really good partnership. But if you have a marketer who just wants to sell to the customer, um, an agency that, that is more about doing creative ideation about big ideas and amplifying a brand might not be the right agency for you. So trust is really important. But I think trust starts with both sides have to have the same goals. They have to have the same vision. That's not always the case.
0: Uh, perhaps an A&A study on agency client relations released earlier this year helps to explain why trust between the two sides is at a low ebb. With 60% of respondents saying that as much as 30% of their marketing budget is lost to inefficiencies in agency management. So my question is... Isn't the onus on agencies to get a better grip on management and start to minimize, if not to jettison, those inefficiencies?
1: Yes, that's what we always hope. That's what we would always like for an agency to be efficient about how they work internally. But the reality is that's not always the case, especially for traditional agencies. That's not really their focus their focus to get clients and create the work. Their focus is not necessarily how they operate internally. Yes, we would like to see that on the other end of that, the clients need to be savvy enough to be able to give their agencies guardrails on how they should be working with them. And and what I mean by that is you're an advertiser and you're looking at Agency fees, for example, because that's where you can see inefficiency is in how many people they put on your brand and how many hours they're working and the client should understand how to look at agency fees, where the fat is, where the fluff is. It is a two-way street in terms of making sure that both sides are being efficient. At the end of the day, the advertiser is responsible for their brand. So they're responsible for the spend. So they need to be able to understand what they're spending things on. They need to be able to to look at, I'm an agency person and here's how much it's going to cost me to, or cost you to hire us to do this work, the, the advertiser should be able to look at that and be able to be a shrewd negotiator around agency fees. And they should also be that way with production costs. There has to be some onus on the advertiser as well as kind of a checks and balances with the agency.
0: But the ANA survey also found that 80% of the 60 marketers polled said they experienced high levels of stress with their agencies, not delivering on expectations. I wonder if this vicious cycle, if you will, regarding inefficiencies is adding to such friction. And I wonder if throughout the last several years, again, you sort of touched on this, basic communication skills have been sort of weighed low by our alliance on speaking via email and texting.
1: I think on both sides, there is a level of experience that needs to be there. As an advertiser, I need to understand how to communicate with my agencies and help them understand what it is that I am looking for. And if I don't know what I want, and I'm expecting you to come up with that, what I don't know, what I don't want, that causes a lot of stress. And then if you're an agency who is not immersing themselves in the advertiser's brand and the way that they work, that causes a lot of stress as well. So again, I think that both sides are culpable when it when it comes to being stressed in the relationship.
0: And Caroline, as we head into a break, ANA's Marketing Training and Development Center earlier this year launched a training program uh-huh. designed to help both clients and agencies improve their working relationships. So at a more local level, What are some of the ways that clients and agencies perhaps can create protocols or systems that bolster their relationships, however incrementally?
1: First and foremost, having a solid process, a guide, and a roadmap from start to finish is really important. To have rules and cadence is really important. So everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing when they need to do it. Some of it is just psychology, it is behavioral, it is talking about behaviors and talking about how you treat each other as human beings along the way in the process. It's important to establish a culture. What is the culture of the advertising agency? What is the culture of the advertiser? And what culture do we want to see between these two entities?
0: Stay with us. There's more to come. We now take a break for a brief message regarding a Newsstand. The a a produces four in-house publications covering the latest developments and trends in B2C, B2B, brand purpose, and across the industry at large. With practical insights from leading brand marketers, agency partners, and industry experts, our publications are designed to give marketers the real-world intelligence they need to drive growth and boost their value. Find the publications at ana.net slash newsstand. And now back to our show. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Caroline Reed, CEO of Creed Consulting Services, about how to improve agency client relations. I know you haven't been involved in the process directly for a while, but what do you think is missing from the RFP process these days? What do you think is lacking from the marketer's slash buyer's perspective?
1: You know, I think it's knowing what they want in an agency and understanding the type of agencies that they're going after. Just having that knowledge of what are the different agencies and what their strong suits are, what their skill sets are, and then marrying that to what their business needs are. Being able to judge creative work. When you're looking for your age, you're looking... For an agency, you go through the agency pitch process and you give them a brief, and then they take that and they come up with a pitch on how they would amplify your brand or how they would work on your brand. The advertiser needs to be able to judge that. And that's not an easy thing to do. Judging creative and judging it through the lens of, is this going to be the right thing for my company, is not an easy thing to do. There needs to be some experience on that side to be able to pick the right agency.
0: And Caroline, I wanted to get your take on how the conversation with clients regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion is changing, what you're seeing in that area, how that is being operationalized, if you will.
1: Different companies are in different stages of this whole equity and diversity landscape. Some companies have it down pat, they haven't worked out how they speak to consumers there are companies that haven't quite figured it out, but are really keen to figure it out. Equity, diversity and inclusion is light years from where it was when I first started working in this business. There's a real passion for being inclusive. I can remember when I started working in this business, equity inclusion, it wasn't a thing when you were speaking with the consumer, it was very segregated. You speak to a white consumer, you speak to a Hispanic consumer, you speak to a black consumer. We have to speak differently to these people because of their ethnicity. It's come light years away from that just in terms of we just need to speak to the consumer, like whoever that consumer is, and we need to be inclusive and speak to everybody versus uh, being siloed the way that we speak to our consumers.
0: And now to our lightning round question, Caroline, what is the most important challenge facing senior marketers right now? If you could pick just one.
1: I would say the money is the most, the biggest challenge for advertisers is how they're going to spend their money in a way that gives them return on their investment. Sometimes it's hard to quantify marketing dollars and tie them directly to sales. That's kind of where Companies tend to focus their attention to figure out how to get that right. I'm spending these dollars. Am I getting the value back for spending these marketing dollars? Am I getting the sales that I, that I need? So I, again, for me, it goes back to budgets and making sure they're being spent efficiently and effectively and making sure that there is a return on investment for the, the output of spend.
0: And we'll have to leave it there. Big thanks to my guest today, Caroline Reed, founder and CEO of Creed Consulting Services. To learn more about her company, go to creedconsultingservices.com. If you would like to recommend a guest or topic for a future episode, please email me at mschwartz at And be sure to subscribe to Champions of Growth wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it for now. For the Champions of Growth podcast, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for listening.